Welcome to the podcast by Little Honey Money. Wellness, support, and wisdom for new motherhood in the modern world. Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Joanna. And this is Little Honey Money. We're here to talk about wellness and support for new motherhood. We speak with the experts so we can share their wisdom with you. Yes, and today's expert is Dr. Keneal Siegel. She's a woman's health physical therapist, founder of Lotus Physical Therapy and Wellness based in New Jersey, the host of the Kegel Room podcast, and a mom of three. Hello, Dr. Keneal. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi. I feel like this is a really important topic because so (laughs) many people go into motherhood and they, for me at least, I feel like we find out about these services after. Topic today is about postpartum pelvic therapy, right? Yes, pre and postpartum, right? You work with women during prenatal and postpartum, as well as other phases of, you know, in the woman's life, right? Right, exactly. So can you tell us a little bit about your practice and how do you work with women during the perinatal phase? Yeah, so my practice is a pelvic floor practice, right? Mm -hmm. I primarily treat that, you know, physical therapy usually is the general like orthopedic based practice, physical therapy. And mine is strictly pelvic health because there is such a need for it. And it's shocking. Initially, when I first opened, I was like, am I even going to be able to fill my schedule with all pelvic floor patients? And sure enough, I was. And because it's so needed and more and more people are learning about the benefits of what pelvic floor physical therapy offers for prenatal, postpartum, and postpartum is forever, but you know, also going into perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. And I also treat men too, because they have pelvic floors as well. And I also see some children because again, they got pelvic floors too. So I'm treating conditions, both prenatally, postpartum for women that include you know, any bowel or bladder issues, whether it's trouble going or trouble holding, any issues around sex, if there's pain around sex, either before birth of the baby or or most likely after baby because of any perennial tearing, any scar issue from the perennial, like the C-section scars as well, tears from during a vaginal delivery, and any abdominal surgeries can cause any pain or scar restrictions there. I treat that as well. And then a big thing that a lot of people are coming to physical therapy for is diastasis recti. And that's the abdominal weakness or the separation of the abdominal wall, which happens to pretty much everyone in pregnancy. Oh, is that the thing when the abs split? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's when the abdominals have weakness and they do coning or doming in the abdominals or sinking in of the tissues. It looks like there's a hole in that belly. And I see that after a baby's born, if it doesn't heal on its own. And then I also treat anyone with any other kind of pain related to pregnancy and postpartum as well. Very cool. And this is done how? Is it through certain movements, like exercise? Like what are you doing to to do this? It depends, right? Depends on what's going on. So I group my patients into like two categories. Either you're getting strengthening type exercises or you're getting more stretch and relaxation. Everybody kind of needs a little bit of both, but there's going to be an emphasis on one more than the other. So if there's strengthening that's required, you know, I teach patients where to find those muscles. Here are the muscles. Here's what they do. Here's how to engage them. And then here's how to strengthen them and progress that. 
so that you can build a strength. If they need more stretch and relaxation, then it's similar. Here are the muscles that need lengthening and stretching. Here's how you relax it by breathing into it. Here's how you stretch it by moving it in this direction. And they may, whether it's strengthening or relaxing, I may do manual therapy, which is just me encouraging the tissues to do what they're intended to do. And at what point do you recommend women come see you, like even during pregnancy? As soon as you find out you're pregnant. Oh, okay. (laughs) So like therapy throughout the entire pregnancy. But is it because it's kind of preventative for anything to be worse or get worse than, I guess, postpartum? Right. Yeah. So I like women to come during their pregnancy to prepare for birth, right? Here's your body. Here's what it's going to do. Here's the pelvic floor. You're going to be in tune with this after you have your baby. But why not be in tune with it now? Here's how to relax it in order to have a baby, whether you're having a vaginal or a C-section. Here's how to prepare for that postpartum period. Here's how to find and use those muscles in the postpartum because they're going to be a little tired right after you have that baby. Right. Uh, yeah. So this, so much of this is like what our platform is about is really kind of like sharing these kind of resources that you may not have known that could actually make your journey better, right? Somebody who's working with a therapist like you throughout their journey, it's inevitably going to be easier and better. And when you do come across something, right. you kind of like understand it in a different way than like if you didn't have that kind of support. It's so crucial. Pretty much every other country except for here where you have a baby and you automatically get funneled into PT. Oh, really? We should totally have that. I mean, how do we start that? (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's really big in other countries. In France, the government will pay for it because they want you to go back to having sex so you can have more babies. (laughs) Makes sense. That's a good reason. But even still, just like once you have your baby, then you go see the physical therapist and then you get your life back in a way that is healthy. Are we making any strides in that respect? Yeah, pelvic floor PT is becoming more and more popular and more common. And in the last year, I was one of like three PTs in the area. And now I'm like one of like 14. Oh, wow. You're a pioneer. Is it usually covered with insurance? No. We've got work to do in that respect. Yeah. Because what makes this a luxury? Why should we have this be considered a luxury? I know. Because we're women. Lots of work to be done. (laughs) (laughs) We're on it. Go team. Yes. I realized you were really active too. You worked out until you like were about to pop. Does that help? You know, because I'm sure not all women have that might not be a part of their lifestyle before. You've always been very an active person. And then of course, her babies just kind of like flew out of her. But is that also a part of like, because some women that aren't as active and aren't, you know, doing yoga as much and keeping strengthening and tightening, your service obviously really helps those women specifically who aren't used to that kind of lifestyle, right? Yeah, it does help to be more in tune with your body and to already have a movement practice going because then, you know, therapy might not be so intensive. You might not need to come as often. You might not need to be shown every single exercise and here's where you move and how you move and breathe here and put your your foot here. Like it doesn't have to be so step by step. Whereas if you are in tune with your body, I can just say, hey, you have your movement practice that you already do. When you do this, engage here, breathe this way, go do. So it does make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Amazing. That makes sense. And how did you get into this specific field? What made you want to start this practice? After the birth of my first. (laughs) Tell us the story. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I was in school to be a physical therapist and I started school when I when 
I was four months postpartum, which is crazy thinking back that I did that because it's grad school and it's PT school. It's really intensive. So that was a little crazy, but I did have a C-section. So recovery took much longer than anticipated. I pretty much started feeling better, like right as I was starting school. And then I didn't know it at the time, but a year postpartum, like throughout that whole process, I was having, I had diastasis, right? I didn't know it at the time, but I also had some other underlying pelvic issues. Like I had incontinence and I had severe back pain. Like I couldn't even hold my baby anymore while standing because I just didn't have the core strength to stand up and hold someone else. So it was a year postpartum that I realized that I needed to see someone special, like a specialist, because I was trying to heal it on my own. You know, when you're in PT school or in med school or whatever type of school you're in, I know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> so we did that. I tried treating myself and my friends and other students tried treating me and it just wasn't getting better. And it wasn't until a professor was like, honey, you need to go see a specialist. I have a friend who's a women's health PT, go see her. And within a month, all my issues were like done, gone. Wow. And that's not very standard as to what happens to everyone. But again, I had already had a good knowledge of the body. So it was pretty easy to be like, okay, when you do this, do this. When you do that, do that. So I pretty much just took the tips and techniques and went on with my life and I got better. And I realized, wow, this is so needed. And I didn't know about this. And I'm a PT student. And I wonder how many people don't know about this. And it turned out to be like everyone. So (laughs) yeah, no, I mean, you were lucky to have somebody like guide you in the right direction, because I feel like I would have been like, maybe my mattress isn't good enough for me. Or maybe I'm like, your head can spiral of all the things it could be. Or you also just had a massive surgery giving birth to having the C-section that could have been like, you know, some trauma from that. So not everyone gets pushed in the right direction. Yeah, like so I, I also feel like no woman is exempt from the healing process after having a baby. Totally. So, you know, whether it's the way that yours unfolded or somebody else's, I feel like there's always it's such a major life event and your body goes through so much. Of course, we need some kind of therapy. Sure. After. Of course we do. <laughs> and also that the loss of like control of your bodily functions is scary to me. I think that's the first time I'm hearing that as a potential thing so, to come. What is that like? What, how do you <laughs> um, just, you know, should for, I start my Kegels now? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the Kegel situation. Like, is that something that you work with women immediately after birth or what? when does that kind of come into play? So postpartum recovery can start day And that's one of the things I try to teach my patients who come in prenatally is like the day you give birth, you can start pelvic floor exercises, also known as Kegels. You can start abdominal contractions. You can start doing breathing to re-coordinate those muscles. There's nothing to stop you from doing any of those, whether you had a vaginal tear, whether you had a C-section or everything went perfectly well the way you intended it. You can start recovery day one. And you give the tools, like if they saw you before, you kind of help give the tools for them to do those things. Absolutely. We talked about here's what you do during prenatal. Here's what you do during the birth itself. And here's what you can do after. And at this point, this is when you come see me. If everything is going well and recovery is going as it should, patients can come as early as their six-week clearance when they're told, go do life now. 
you can have sex, you can go exercise, you can do whatever you want, which is not true, by the way. But that's when I'm like, okay, now you can come to PT because we can do an internal assessment. We can do a full assessment to see where you are, where do you need to improve and what can we do really? So what are your thoughts on that? You know, they clear you at six weeks. If that's not the case, that you're not all like back to normal, what do we do? You come to PT, right? You come to PT to learn your baseline. Where are you weak? Where do you need to strengthen? What is tight? What needs to be released, right? You find out where your baseline is and then you work towards improving all of that so that you can return to your actual baseline. And that is not at six weeks and it might not be four months and it might not even be a year, right? You can't expect to go through this trauma, this major trauma of childbirth, whether vaginal or C-section, and then jump back into whatever it is you were doing at six weeks or 14 weeks. Do you feel like women, you know, months later or a year later, they just kind of like grow accustomed to like certain issues that they have? Right, and they just, just move like, on. My back like, just hurts. With their, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I've had patients come in like pre-menopause or perimenopause, like approaching menopause or even menopausal. And they're like, yeah, this really started after I had my kid, but I never addressed it. It wasn't always incontinent, for example, it would come and go. And sometimes I would leak and sometimes I wouldn't. So I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Their doctor told them it was normal. They see commercials on TV that totally normalize it. And they just think this is just a part of being a woman. And it is not. So if anything feels off, there is a way PT. to move. Yeah, PT, there's a way to move forward. And and are there a lot of practices focusing on this? I feel like I've heard a physical therapist before, but like if I go to a regular physical therapist, he's probably not, or they are probably not going to like, would they think it's associated with something else, I guess? Would they treat the patient different or the woman different, whether they had a child or not? Right. Unfortunately, the general physical therapy population does not really consider the postpartum period, right? It's just, oh, your back hurts. Let's strengthen your back. But they're not considering maybe she had a vaginal tear. Maybe she had a C-section. Maybe she had abdominal, you know, diastasis, abdominal weakness. They're not necessarily, and that's not to say that they're definitely not, they're not necessarily considering it. Even if they jot down like, oh, they had a C-section, they are not thinking the implications of that because they're not trained in that. In order to be a pelvic floor physical therapist, there's additional training required on top of the doctorate that I have. I pretty much have like a doctorate in physical therapy and then a master's in pelvic floor physical therapy. Wow. Yeah, very highly specialized. Yeah, highly specialized. Just as there are other specialties in physical therapy, like neurological conditions, I cannot walk into a hospital and treat someone who's had, you know, a neurological condition because that's not my specialty. I might be able to like wing it, but I'm not doing them any service whatsoever. Might as well turn into a specialist. Same thing when it comes to pelvic floor physical therapy. I think anyone who's ever had a baby, right? Because once postpartum, always postpartum. If you've ever had a baby and you have some issue that you can link back to the birth, then you need to see a specialist. And that's not to say, again, that all physical therapists, even the general physical therapists might not be able to handle it, but there may they may be missing components. They may not be thinking of things that I'm thinking about because they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Right. After you had a baby, there's so much focus on the baby. And what do you tell your clients that, you know, focus on you too, right? How do they make time for themselves amongst all of it? Yeah, you have to, right? And yes, it's all about the baby. But if you're not well, who's going to take care of the baby? 
So you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of you and you don't want to wait until it's too late, right? And too late can be different for people, but you don't want to wait until like, oh, they're in college now. Now I can focus on myself, (laughs) right? And you could have taken care of this so long ago. Now you've lost tissue tone. Your muscles are weaker. You've gone through menopause. You've lost estrogen. Like things are going to be worse off then than if you had done the work beforehand, because then at least you had an awareness before that and you had enough strength that you can build up and you know where your muscles are and what they do versus menopause. When you're trying to do all that stuff, then you're not the same person. You're totally different. And you might not be able to get to that strength as you would have before. And even pre-pandemic, because everyone was seeing people virtually, but do you see people virtually? I mean, is that a possibility? Because, you know, you being based in New Jersey, not many places I, I don't feel like that I've known to exist, like very specialty. Like, do you see people virtually as well? Yeah, I do. You know, it's not exactly physical therapy because, you know, physical therapy is so physical, but it's definitely more consultation, right? Even ask you to move your hip this way or bend this way. And I can see like, hmm, that doesn't look quite right. Let's look a little further into these muscles that do this. We can sort of tease things out that way, but it's more consultation. Pretty much if you can find the information on the internet, I can help you with it. But rather than you trying to do hours and hours and hours of Googling with Dr. Google or <laughs> Dr. Google looking on Instagram. That never ends well, by the way. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or looking on YouTube and trying to find your own exercises. It's just easier to call a PT and be like, hey, I have leaking. I'm pretty sure my muscles are weak. What do I need to do to strengthen it? Or I have pain with sex because my muscles are too tight or I had a perennial tear. I tore during my birth. What can I do to make that feel better? Yeah. Dr. Siegel, you keep referring to leaking and it's giving me anxiety. <laughs> I feel like that's like the one, the thing you say first. I'm like, am I going to be like peeing on myself? Oh, like, don't tell Joe. That's what happens to everyone. You yes. know, I have, I've had so many patients who come in and they leak and they're like, my midwife says that it happens to all pregnant women. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Right. And then they come back like a week or two later and they're like, oh my God, I stopped leaking. And I'm like, yeah. But here's the thing, because you were told that it happens to everyone, you just took it as it is and you didn't try to do anything about it. But now that you know that it doesn't have to happen. That it's important to me to not, that I'm going to PT you early That's enough. such a key differentiator though, that like to be told that beforehand. No, it's true. Like, like we're all, everyone gets different issues. We all get issues, but we all get different ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have like my checklist from this podcast of like all the things I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Going to work on that. Well, <laughs> Preventative. So what's the best advice that you give women to prepare their bodies and, you know, their pelvic floor for labor? Listen to your body, right? Listen to your body, get to know your body and practice the pelvic floor connection and the abdominal connection. Like, can you find those muscles? Can you contract them? Can you relax them? Can you lengthen them, right? Like every good muscle can contract. Like think of your body. You know, we're both like, we're trying. trying. We're, and doing we're all doing it right now, right? <laughs> you, probably, but you know, when your patients, you're like, you know, do you, and they're just they're, your face, your one eye starts twitching. You're like, place. I think so. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. Am I? I don't know. I so. But I always check everyone. I check. I'm like, if you're not sure, I check to see if you're doing it right. And a lot of the times they're doing it right. Yeah, you're doing it. That's the and sometimes I'm like, okay, let's change it. 
But yeah, know your body, know how to contract those muscles, know how to relax those muscles. And if you're pregnant, look, (laughs) worry about the contractions and the strengthening of the pelvic floor muscles after you have baby. The whole point is you're supposed to be relaxing the muscles in order to have a baby. So don't read the Cosmo magazine or whatever article that says to do 100 kegels a day so you can bounce back after baby because that is not true. Great advice. You're going to end up not being able to relax your muscles when the time comes, which actually happened to me during my first, hence why I had all the pelvic floor issues because I read some silly article that was like, you want your vagina to be tight after you have a baby. And I was like, yes, I do. I was literally thinking, I'm not going to lie. I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to start now. I'm not going to have a baby for like a year. I'm going to start now. (laughs) But That sounds like it's the focus in the wrong place because you want to relax your muscles so that the baby can come out easily. You don't want it to be so tight that the baby can't come out because then you have a long labor, right? Exactly. Yeah. So relax the muscles. And then another really big advice, because I hear it so often, do not hold your breath when you're pushing the baby out. Do not. No matter what the doctor says, no matter what the nurse says, don't hold your breath. When you're pushing baby out, breathe out as you're pushing out. Best advice. Do they tell you to hold your breath? Like just, because I guess when you, if you go to push, you're probably just like, you know, like I kind of feel like that would be, I'm, I'm at, you've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, right. That's how I imagine it. No, but that's really good. Just like, like, let it out. Yeah. Are you a proponent of like Pilates and yoga during pregnancy? Yeah, I think women should maintain some sort of movement practice. And I happen to be biased towards Pilates and yoga. I like Pilates because the focus is on the core. So you learn how to strengthen your core, but people forget to include the pelvic floor in those strengthening exercises as well. And I like yoga because it's also the best of both worlds. You get to stretch and lengthen your muscles as well as strengthen and engage them. Right. You did a lot of yoga. I did. Yeah, I was active. Was very but do you do yoga regularly, like outside of pregnancy? I did, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. I have to like get into really. I I know yoga is so great for you, and I want to love yoga. It's very hard for me to love it, but like in my mind, like I'm definitely going to do yoga pre prenatal prenatal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things you're just not doing on a day to day. I mean, I set it at my computer most of the day, you know, or go on a walk or a hike. So. I took that tip from you. It makes you focus on your body too. Like you can focus on like what you're really feeling or what's uncomfortable or what's comfortable and like really just be present. And that's what I found was like the best part of taking that time. You're a working woman and you're busy and you're on the go. But in that time, you're just with yourself, right? Right. And your baby. Are you a yoga instructor? Did I? Yeah. You are like a multi-hyphenate at its finest. Like, I'm wow. I know. I wish you were in LA. I know. Seriously. If you ever are, come say hi. (laughs) We'll have a Kegel class. Cool. Tell us about your podcast. So the Kegel Room, it started last year in effort to pretty much give correct information because honestly, I got tired, sick and tired of finding so many inaccurate, false information from anybody who's like, I've had these issues. I can teach you about it. It's like, no, first of all, that's wrong and you're not qualified. So I was like, I need to create a platform where people can find the accurate information. You know, we're talking about public health. So it's myself and other providers. So it could be like a urogynecologist, which you learn what that is. If you listen, a urologist, a gynecologist, there's so many different kinds of therapists, like a yoga instructor. There's so many different people who can provide so much helpful information when it comes to pelvic health. You may not put the two and two together, but in the podcast, we put it together. How does nutrition link to pelvic health? We talk about all of that. Oh, that's really cool. And there are probably people who would be recommending like you 
for clients, right? Or like right. knowing like what kind of support the pelvic area needs. And you mentioned like abdominal as well, but like then pelvic. So is it just all everything here? Pretty much. It is all connected, right? So a pelvic floor physical therapist is pretty much doing anything from like the neck down to the knees. Like that's where we hone in on our specialty. But of course we do everything. We do everything. So we also do orthopedic PT if we needed to, because someone who's coming in with a pelvic floor dysfunction, it could be coming from their ankle. It could be coming from scoliosis. It could be coming from a shoulder injury. It could be coming from anywhere pretty much. So we have to be able to find that and treat that. Yeah. Our bodies are so fascinating. They call it your core. They call it your center, your powerhouse for a reason. You know, in yoga, it's like the two, I think the two most important chakras are within your pelvis. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Well, this is so insightful, Dr. Siegel. And I'd love to tell people how they can find you, how they can learn about you, where they could follow you. Yeah. So I'm most actively these days on Instagram at Lotus Pelvic PT. And my website is always up and running. It's lotuspt.com. And from there, you can pretty much find me anywhere else. My podcast is on iTunes and pretty much anywhere else. And it's called The Kegel Room, as we discussed already. But yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone who has any other questions. I love talking. I will talk to someone for 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes just about... <laughs> Why they help it for PT. And if they're not in the area, they'll find you one. That's so great to know, especially right now when everyone is, you know, isolated and, you know, to be able to have that kind of support system is is wonderful. Thank you so much. It's a super helpful. Thanks for sharing, you know, your day with us today. We You were so busy. So thank you so much. Thank really appreciate you. it. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Thank you for listening to the podcast by Little Honey Money. Visit us at www.littlehoneymoney.com and follow along on Instagram at Little Honey Money.